Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Kelly Seibel. She is the current reigning Ms. U.S. Landscape International 2020. I am so excited to have Kelly on the show. Kelly is a wonderful pageant contestant with several state titles, lots of experience. She just proves that you don't have to be a pageant lifer and been doing pageants since you were two years old to achieve your goals in life. She's worked really hard and she's really excited for her national title experience in China as well as um, pursuing USA for the last time. So I hope you guys really enjoy this interview and stay tuned. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or video, we are the team to get the job done. So if you need photos for a wedding event, a special photo event, if you need photos, we can achieve your goals and get photos that you will love. If you need a videographer and you need a wedding videographer, need to do a music video, if you need to record a special event, we are the videography team to get the videography job done. No matter if you need photos or video, we are the team to get your photos and video jobs done. And welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Paul. It's such a pleasure. Well, I I really appreciate having some of my Virginian um, title holders on the show. So I appreciate you taking some time out of your day. I I know um, quarantine um, allows us to be able to do more of these interviews, and I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your uh, your uh, Wednesday afternoon. So I really appreciate that. Of course, it's my pleasure. So. How did you get into pageantry and um, were you doing athletics as a child? Were you focused on doing other uh, pursuits or is pageantry something that you've done when you've been much older? So I actually started pageantry a little late in the game, as some would say. I didn't start until I was a junior in high school. I was always very fascinated in modeling and fashion. I had probably seen every single episode of America's Next Top Model. I could smize before I was 13. Um, And I had received a letter when I was about in middle school from National American Miss. I'm pretty sure they're notorious for sending out letters to basically like every single girl that's in a public school system. And I remember begging my mom to do it. And she was like, no, no, it's a scam. They just want your money. Um, Your dad tried to sign you up for a million things like that when you were younger. So I was like, okay, okay, fine. Well, fast forward to being a junior in high school and growing up in a single parent household, looking for scholarships was something really big that I needed to do uh, for college. And I wasn't a great writer. So I wasn't very good at writing, um, but, you know, I knew how to take pictures and I heard about pageantry and how that they offer scholarships. So I figured, you know what, let me look into that one pageant that sent me a letter years ago. And so I went back and I looked up National American Miss and it actually turns out that one of my old cheerleading coaches had won the national title. So I reached out to her. She reassured me that it was legit. 
And my mom said, okay, if you want to do it so bad, that's fine, but you're paying for it. So I worked really hard that summer and I got, oh man, I got just some prom dress off of a website and I placed fourth runner up at my first time at National American Miss Virginia Teen. So, and that's with no pageant coach and just literally working really hard and trying to like watch videos or, or do some just solo interview, uh, solo um, investigation. So some solo investigation, my mom actually had a coworker whose daughter also competed at NAM, And so she kind of gave my mom some guidance and kind of like a yes or no, like this is what they're looking for. And every once in a while, maybe would reach out to her about approval, but no like formal coaching, just a friend who was competing, who just kind of gave some guidance. I mean, that's incredible it's awesome so i'm was that a personal like um achievement to yourself like where you're like oh i i mean i i'm doing so well and i had no help basically i i can come back here and i could definitely win this yes definitely i was very excited i was just i don't even remember how i was feeling right now i remember my face hurt i was smiling so much because you know i was just hoping to get top 10 back then nam had like 120 girls competing at the state level so to make top five on my first try was a big deal i can still see like at my mom's house there's a picture of my the queen's court that year and i'm like smiling like beaming the cheesiest smile you've ever seen like i looked like such a dork but definitely had so much fun of course i was always really into um fashion and modeling and so the glitz and glamour, I was hooked. I didn't even care if there was scholarship money anymore. I just wanted to keep being on that stage and be around all the sparkles and bling. Yeah, I think a lot of people that aren't in the pageantry world don't realize that the level, the level of competition and amount of um, people that actually compete is pretty fierce, especially um, at the... Um, these, I would say, ones that should probably have a TV contract or have a local TV contract because they're pretty, they're pretty well known. And I, like you were commenting that, yeah, um, from the people I've interviewed, um, you're you're like the consistent. They got a letter in the mail, um, either from International Miss or or um, Miss America, the local Miss America. So it's uh, it's pretty consistent that that's the story. So do you think that if it wasn't for some show like uh, Next Top Model or or getting that letter, that would that haven't even been in your mind? It doesn't sound like you watched the Miss America television show or Miss USA unless you just, you just gla glanced over that. So I didn't watch it religiously, of course, like I do now. I did watch it. I remember watching Alyssa Campanella um, because it was fun. It's something that interested me. It was on live TV, primetime TV. So it was on and I would watch it, but it wasn't like I had researched when it was going to be and I was counting down and I was following um, the competition at all. It was nothing like that. So I don't, I'm not sure if, if I never got that letter in the mail, if I would have ever found my way to pageantry, I might not have. But you, it sounded like you had a huge interest in, in modeling. 
do you think that you would have pursued modeling or was that not even like if you if you weren't going to do if if you didn't have modeling in your in your mindset or pageantry would you have not been uh would you have done sports in in high school or in college or or you're that's not your passion like what's your avenue is your avenue more like like kind of being like an actor and doing those types of roles where you're you get to be in the, the limelight but you're not doing like you know you're not being physical I guess okay so I was always obsessed with taking pictures and modeling um, however there was the very devastating question that I asked my doctor if I had stopped growing I was supposed to be five seven and she's like nope this is basically it so here I am standing five foot five inches and kind of accepting my fate that I was too short to be a model. Um, I didn't have a ton of like familial support to like go off and go try to find agents and audition. So I just kind of thought that I would do some freelance, take pictures for fun in high school and just kind of, it would fizzle out and that would be it. I would just kind of go back into living that regular nine to five job. I was never very athletic. I did cheerleading. Um, so you did cheerleading. So that's your like modeling slash activity that you pursued in high school then. Right. But I wasn't very good at cheerleading. I wasn't bad, You're but I so definitely mean. did not have a You're cheer. So mean to yourself. <laughs> we try not to be mean to ourselves here at the Total Focus podcast. That's so. Like, I, maybe you're just being, I'm not being critical. Mean to myself. I just, just have better. Um, my talents are elsewhere. I'm a very creative, artistic person. Okay. And so that really doesn't translate into any okay. contact sport. Fair enough. I'm not trying to be mean to myself, but I know where my talents lie. Is this the system that really, like? cultivated your love for pageantry or did you have to go back several times to really like this is what I want to do and I want to be a part of pageantry um, for um, the the near future so national Americanness is definitely you know where it all started and I know that a lot of the other big name title holders can say the same and so that's definitely where pageantry really took off for me I remember winning. I won the next year. My mom never saw me practice, so she didn't think I was going to. And so I had a good told you so moment once they put that crown on my head. So that was fun. But I always returned to Nam year after year because that's really where it all started. And I really appreciate their values of, you know, who the girl is. Um, and then you know, as I got older and time progressed, I got more interested in the USA side and started competing in pageants that had that swimsuit aspect. Um, but really just kept finding new systems through word of mouth and competing and figuring out where my, not priorities, but where my values aligned with theirs. It sounds like your mom is one of those people that you have to prove it to her before she's on board. I assume that she's on board now with all your success. Yeah, we can say that. Okay. <laughs> she's um, she's kind of a stereotypical like Asian mom. Like even your best isn't good enough. Like she's always pushing you. So I know that she does support and she's there, but she's like, you can do better. She's always 
they say that you are your worst critic, but mom is always there to make sure that you can keep growing. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but I would say that it's really better to have someone that's telling you you can be better than someone who's not, um, who who's always holding you down too. So it sounds that that's good that that she's on on your side. So that's that's good you have a parent like that. So. Right. I definitely agree. I always look to, once I step off that stage, she's the first person. How did that go? What do I need to do next time? So our, for our listeners that do their first pageant, maybe they're in that transition. What do you think were the key contributing factors that caused you to go from, is, was you said fourth or fifth your first year? So fourth runner up. So fifth place to winning. Okay. And what were what were some things that you think you attribute that the following year you came back and you won your state title? Definitely interview, polishing up some answers. There were some things that I was maybe brutal, a little too honest to say during interview and figuring out how to phrase those um, a proper way. So interview is a key factor and really taking your time and owning that stage and milking the spotlight. We, turn, we tend to get so nervous that we're, we think we're going slow, but really we're just like race car drivers speeding off that stage. So really taking the time to actively think while you're on stage, to smile and own that moment, I think were the two main factors that helped me capture the title. Do you think you figured those out be, um, on your own or did you decide to get more help to um, take, take your uh, pageantry to the next level? So again, I still was getting the advice from that friend my mom had. My mom was very good at telling me about the stage modeling, but no one else is really in there and interview. And I'm very good at remembering things. So once I kind of went out and said what I said in interview, people were like, okay, well, this is what we need to do next time. I mean, it was just a few tweaks. So I never really still at that point didn't reach out to any professional coaching. It was just the good old advice of this friend. Do you think without that really detailed friend that you had that had experience, do you think you win that first title? I don't think so. I think I probably would have placed again, but I think that her help really made that switch factor. Um, just like the cherry on top to go from like first runner up to winning. Do you think it's, possible for someone to be critical of their answers um and and tweak themselves or do you think that that's one part of pageantry that you need someone else to have a critical eye and be able to judge that better i think you're definitely capable of doing it yourself as you continue to compete in pageants, you start to figure out what works and what doesn't. When you see the questions and answers on Miss USA and Miss America, when you speak with other contestants and you kind of ask how their interview goes, and then you kind of sit back and reflect and see, okay, what did I say? What was the difference? Um, not to compare yourself to others, um, but I do remember a specific moment. I always like to ask other people not to psych them out how their interview went but I'm just curious like oh what were they asking like I 
we're here. It's something we have in common. I just want to know how it went. And this one girl, she had this super cute answer and she was really well-spoken. I was like, wow, okay, that's really good. Um, And she ended up winning. So looking back, I'm like, okay. So I think about what she was telling me, how her interview was compared to mine. And I saw that she won that pageant. And I know every pageant system is different, but taking those little pieces of information and reflecting on them can really help you grow your own answers to get to that same level that they got. Do you, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes sense. Um, do you basically, um, narrow down the, the winning of a pageant comes down to that interview? Like if, if you go into that interview and you do horribly, do you think there's any way to recover or do you think you really put all your chips on that interview and you have to do really well in that interview? Um, I think in general, the saying goes that winners are crowned in interview. And I definitely agree with that because that's the most personable time that the judges get to know you. I can't say that I have ever sat in an interview and left and been like, oh my gosh, that was the worst interview. I completely lost it there or left an interview and said, wow, that was the best interview. I completely won it there. Um, I've left interviews feeling not as proud as I should sometimes and maybe more proud than I have other times, but I don't think that's a reflection of me and my answers. I think that there was just, you know, another girl or that they liked better or who had stronger answers that day. What do you think is a bad interview? Is it just simply the reflection of how you're speaking to them or is it the tone or, or do you think it just ha it's just a random toss up because the judges are never the same and there may be male judges, there may be female judges, there may be people with um, defining views that you don't have. So, um, I think it varies. I don't know if there's a bad interview. I can pinpoint some like questions that definitely went south. Um, I know that for my most recent title, I left that interview thinking that it was either the worst interview I ever did in my life or it was the best interview that I ever did. And well, as we can tell, I ended up winning and so, then winning. Right. So it must have been the best interview. Exactly. Um, are you one of those um, hypercritical um, analyst people to your personal yourself? So you think the worst and then you are happily uh, surprised or are you usually more positive with your interview? So with my interview or for my no, whole area of competition overall? No, interview specifically because interview I think is so critical and an interview for a lot of girls is a very – um, scary and especially for newbies um, it could be something that um, it could really destroy the entire process if you don't if you if you can't just communicate very well in that room so for me I don't think that for interview I'm super hypercritical and um, it was my worst area of competition for a while um, just because I was new and I wasn't quite sure how to navigate it um, and kind of reflect how I wanted to get my point across. But definitely now, sometimes it goes so fast. I leave there and I'm like, oh, Kelly, you forgot to mention this. Um, or sometimes I get tripped up on a word. But overall, 
I try not to be too hypercritical because I might think that something was great or it wasn't so great and they might think differently. I know the most recent pageant I competed in, um, I didn't leave like super excited about my interview. I just kind of was like, okay, that was my interview. There was a couple questions. I feel like I was stumbling over or I said the dreaded like or um words and the feedback that I got was all positive. So I haven't quite figured out how to collect all my data for interview yet. There's too many wild cards. Well, do you do you appreciate the systems that actually give you the comment cards back or give you a overall score and you actually get to know what you need to work on? Do you appreciate that or do you do you not need that to understand what you've made mistakes and you realize it during the interview? I really appreciate it because it helps put my thoughts and feelings into perspective and see if they align. I appreciate feedback and comments more than scores because the number doesn't tell me much. I don't know how to change that number or improve that number. But if, you know, a color is wrong or the way I brought up something or maybe they're noticing I'm playing with my hair too much and I don't even realize that's really valuable feedback to me. I actually just competed at Princess America and they will record your interview so you can actually buy the video and watch your personal interview, which I think is very different and exciting. Personally, I'm too nervous to watch it yet, but I will get around to it. Now, did you do that competition during COVID? So that was this past July. Okay. So yes, during the pandemic. What, how... I'm just to to jump to that that interview because it's um, interesting during the climb. Or um, how how did that go? Did you wear? Did everyone wear a mask? Were you actually in the room? Were you standing? Like, so Prince of America did an amazing above and beyond job doing you know a pandemic pageant, if you will. Um, they had social distancing markers everywhere in the lobby, um, in all areas where contestants would be on stage. And in interview, it was a panel. So the judges were six feet apart on this panel. And then I was six feet away from them in this chair. And their timer was also a sanitizer. So they would sanitize in between each girl, um, all the contact areas. And everyone, you had a mask until right before you went in. And then right when you came back out, they provided masks for you, dressing rooms. They had every other table and someone was sanitizing between the teen and the miss competitions. It was probably 11 out of 10 how someone could handle pageantry during a pandemic. Okay. Um, how, how was the interview when it comes to, were you, were you actually in a room with actual judges or yes. was it over Zoom or... Did you wear a mask? So I was about more than six feet away from the judges. It was a panel interview. And so I would take my mask off before the interview and then um, put it back on right afterwards. And the person who was timing the interview would sanitize the contact areas. This whole um, quarantine um, rules to, to keep, did that th throw you off a little bit? Or were you like in the norm at that point? It didn't throw me off for interview because typically you're pretty far away from the judges for interview. I was just nervous about wearing my mask 
throughout the lobby and taking my mask off before interview and I'd have like lipstick smeared halfway up my cheek. Yeah, I, I, as a guy, I, I there are things that like we lose um conception or or or, or understanding um when it comes to like context and uh so I guess as a guy I, I or would um non-smear uh, lip gloss or makeup does that does that really exist or would that not really work in that case so it does but you don't want your lips to be dull because they have like matte lipstick but it kind of makes your lips dull or look more dry than they are and you want them to and look so, like glowy like 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 fresh right okay or at least have like a little gloss over them and even like a little gloss can smear a long way and gloss there's they haven't invented non-smear gloss, I guess, is the is the is the um, attributing factor. Is that correct? Correct. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. If someone else says that they've found it, please let me know. Well, it sounds like we need a scientist or a really smart person to come up with that because it sounds like it would be a huge hit for a makeup um, if we could make a gloss that's non-smearing. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. All right, so we we had a little side chat during our break, and Kelly had pointed out this comment. So why don't you express that to our listeners? Right. When you were asking me about preparing for interview, I'm a teacher. So I'm in front of 20 plus kids and you guys know kids are very critical every day and just speaking. So when I get to interview, it's just like being around bigger kids. It's just my job. I just get up there and I do it and I speak and I teach my truth. Okay. So can I take that as a perspective from my end as a guy? To me, it just sounds like believing yourself, have a ton of ton of um of huspa and um spirit and confidence in yourself and put all your chips on the table that's how i just took that comment am i misappropriating your comment that sounds great i don't know what huspa is but huspa is like an old-fashioned word of saying like you know like um Another word, old-fashioned word, would be like piss and vinegar, like you know, like hard work, you know, like you know, go for it kind of word. So, so I love it. I'm definitely <laughs> going to use that word in my next pageant interview. Oh no! Okay, well, make sure you use it in the right context. Right, just just use it in the right context. Make sure you get the Wexter dic- dictionary. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So you spent the whole year as Miss Virginia, um, which is. I mean, was that like, I mean, two years later, two years before you, you weren't even doing pageantry. So were you just like floored that like you, you can, 
call yourself Miss Virginia? Was that pretty awesome? Oh, yes. And I was a freshman at college. So I was going around saying I was Miss Virginia teen, you know, I'm the coolest chick on the block. So I kind of it was that year was just a big year of growth for me. Um, You know, you move to college, you can kind of reinvent yourself. And so now I had this new title that I could also use to help reinvent myself and enter this next stage in my life. So that was really exciting. Um, Actually, two years prior to being Miss Virginia teen for National American Miss. I had, um, this will be very shocking for many people. It's kind of my hidden secret. I had like bright blue turquoise hair and gauges. Okay. So there was like a complete turnaround. So when I was going to school, I graduated in 2000, I'm 38. Um, they would call those goth, um, 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 children or, or e- well email wasn't used at the they would call them goth i had a lot of goth friends that would wear the trench coats and they would all have black hair and black um nail nail polish and they were usually like really like pretty cool people and in fact they were usually the more chilled group they weren't the people but people were always scared of them because everyone didn't understand that they were wearing black all the time so is that yeah is that the group that you would usually hang out with then? So not really. So I am, we call them scene queens or scene girls during the MySpace. So you weren't quite goth or emo. It was more like pop punk. Gotcha. Um, so there was some of that black, but a lot of like bright colors. And then remember, I was also a cheerleader at that time. So it was yeah. kind of like half goth, half cheerleader, now becoming beauty queen. Oh, you must have, your friends must have been like thrown for a loop because they, I'm sure because especially at that age, they, they, I mean, they peg you as an adult and you have, you have to fight, but I'm sure your kids, your, your, your friends as a kids just were just thrown for a loop. They couldn't like peg you in a hole in any way. Right. And so I did have like, I had eggs in all the baskets. I had friends in all different groups. So when we all came together for like birthday parties or something, it was very awkward, diverse mix. Or okay, what, what did they at least get along? Yeah, everyone's okay. super sweet. Like even though we all knew that we were different, <laughs> that, and we good. thought that that was a little weird, or you thought that was a little weird, you were still like kind and cordial. Well, that's good because um, I've I've seen bad interactions with other. Uh, we would call them groups, um, or, or 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 yeah, groups when I was in high school. So I don't know what determination you would call um when you were in high all school. the different all the different cliques yeah i was cliques. very fortunate that cliques, i'm in yeah. an area where we're used to so much diversity that we're very accepting of these differences that's good so um i i'm sorry i i think you did mention or i didn't ask so you were competing at 18 and 19 you won your teen title with international miss in virginia so you decided you had a whole year as the teen representative in Virginia. Um, and then you had mentioned uh, previously that you transitioned and you started doing USA. Is that correct? So more like USA type pageants. So okay. I didn't do um, USA exactly. So, I mean, it was very quick. My last year that I won teen was my last year as a teen. So I would 
that's my first two years in pageantry. I'm like getting used to it. I'm a teen. And then I want to keep going and all of a sudden I have to turn around and be a miss. Right. So that wasn't it's as like jumping in the deep, a... jumping in the deep pool. Right. Or when you're walking on the pool and all of a sudden that slope sneaks up on you. Yes. Um, but that transition wasn't so terrible for me. Um, it was a little bit tough because I did look younger for my age. So most people actually up until last year, people still thought I was competing as a teen. And it's probably because I'm a little bit shorter than some other misses I compete against, but I've always looked younger for my age. So being a miss at 19 and having the face of a 14 year old was pretty tough. I, um, I'm going to stop you right there. Cause as a photographer, I'm going to tell you, it has nothing to do with height. It has specifically to do with how your face is. So if you have a very young face and you don't have any age, you know, you don't have anything that's causing you to look older. That's what, because especially they they've done studies women look at faces first so i'm like i'm being critical i know you've mentioned your your height a couple of times i promise you it has you just have a very young face which is good you know i you know i think a lot of people would love to have a younger face so yes i thank my japanese grandmother for that <laughs> yes um, I would the, only, too. <laughs> the only reason i mention um height is because whenever i was winning those titles the age divisions younger than me were always at least four inches taller than me. So, I know, and those I girls know. typically looked older because they were like so tall. But that's why and they, so they, so when they saw us in a group together, they're trying to pick out who was the miss, who was the teen, who was the junior teen. And so they always picked out the younger ones as being older. And so they're like, Oh, so you must be the teen. Like, well, no, thank you for me, but I'm sorry for them that you think that they are so old. I mean, that's why they invented t tippy tops. And I, I, I hope that you're uh, familiar or friends with the current young lady who holds the Delaware USA title because um, she's not super tall and she is fabulous and, and wonderful. So, um, yes, Anna Nam girl, and, and, I believe. Yes, I believe so. She's incredibly sweet, just like yourself. And uh, she takes full advantage and, and doesn't. So don't. Don't let them get into your head at all, you know. And that's why I like pageantry so much because height is such a requirement in modeling. So I wasn't able to really go out and find too many of those opportunities. But through pageantry, I've been able to fulfill those modeling dreams that I didn't think could happen because they do accept you for who you are. It's not my fault that I'm 5'5". Five five. You know, genetics happens. Um, and so still being able to go and model for designers and walk at New York Fashion Week and still being 5'5", five five, something that I never thought would be possible when I was younger, um, has been made possible because of pageantry. Well, I mean, that just shows why any young lady should pursue pageantry alone, paying for high school, uh, college, but uh, a well is just getting the opportunity to open doors that would be um, usually closed because of the narrow-mindedness of how the industry is so right. it's amazing how much power that title has but as they say in star wars with with great responsibility you know with uh ex uh spider-man with great responsibility comes you know, with with power comes great great responsibility so you know and you you know you have to do the title good because you have to pass that title on the 
the following year. So, you know, right. Yeah. And we constantly have to prove others wrong. Right. I mean, we've been doing positive pageantry. We have seen girls of every shape, size, and ethnicity be crowned these large title holders. And yet people still think, you know, that pageant queens are vapid or it's just a bikini contest. And so we still, to this day, have to keep fighting that barrier. I think that if you just watch Miss USA, you might have that opinion. But Miss USA is a, is a particular type of pageant. And if you watch Miss America... Uh, Miss America refuses to word, use the word P anymore, so they don't even want to be called a pageant anymore. Uh, so it's, I think that that very crude thought that it's just about beauty is, um, I think that that's, you know, with time it's going to, there are going to be like avenues, like road exits. And, you know, you'll have a Miss USA that is a beauty contest, but then you'll have a competition like, Miss America, that's more based like in a shark tank kind of concept. So, Right, exactly. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting to showcase that beauty, but I think it's important that we look beyond that as well. Oh, absolutely. I think that there is room for both. And I think that um, it's really important that we engage both genders in this conversation because uh, when we – when we cut off 50% of the population just based on, on a subject or, or we don't get their feedback, then that's where you lose people. So engaging the male audience um, is really important to keep pageantry alive too. So. Right. And actually going on that, I have been co-directing the Royal International Miss Pageant. And this year we have our first non-binary contestant oh that's awesome i mean were you promoting to try and get um that achieved or that just happened naturally it happened naturally their sister actually competed with us last year and placed in the top five at the international pageant and they were looking for a new system that would really kind of embrace who they are and begged mom and was able to raise enough sponsors and so she'll be competing at our state level and we hope to be taking them with us to the international pageant that's awesome i think it's really important that we uh we be open as a society and give everyone opportunity and and not judge some people on things that are really not things that we need to worry about we can argue about stuff that really is important i don't think we need to worry about stuff like that. So that's really great that you guys are opening and really breaking down stereotypes like that. That's awesome. I know. We're excited. Thank you. I know. Um, all right. So you spent several years doing USA um, similar pageants. I guess the like Princess America ones, is that because Princess America kind of aligns themselves way the rules are with USA. So Right. So I did Princess America, uh, United States. Gotcha. Um, I did do a very small USA state city prelim, uh, but I was still very hesitant about doing USA. So it took me a while before I finally did USA, but I went and probably did every other system under the sun before that. To be be honest, looking at your photos, you're, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I think you're, you're like, you are suited to do USA. I mean, 
especially now from what I – it definitely seems like your confidence is perfect and su suitable for USA. It sounds like it's your style. Am I wrong by that? And no, not at all. 100% love USA. was just always very nervous. Um, so I took the plunge last year and competed at DC USA. Um, I made top 10. That is actually the first time last year is when I actually started reaching out and getting coaching. Okay. Do you to think... To get to the next level. Do you think that with the time you've had now, you're going to be... How many more years of eligibility do you have for USA? This would be my last year. Okay. So going into 21, or would that be this, the... So the... Because the schedule's whatever weird. State, whatever state preliminaries are happening this year are the last ones that I can compete in. Okay. So, like, Maryland moved theirs to May. So would you still be eligible because that's their first... Yes. Okay. So... Whatever the next years, whatever this, so what just ended, 2020 or 2021 Miss USA? Uh, 20. And then okay, next so one is I'm, 2021. So I'm only eligible for a 2021 USA. I would not be eligible for 2022. Well, here's the cool thing, you know, or the thing that you can, is that you're getting a little extra time to really focus on yourself and you'll have just a little bit, you know, I always think um, that fine wine gets better the longer it sits. So um, maybe it's a little sexist to say, but, you know, just gives you a little bit more time to, like, you know, season up, you know, and, uh, and, sh and like, smooth over the edges. Is, is that the positive way you're looking at it, or are you getting um, nervous I that you wish it was over? Um, so it is the way that I'm looking at it. Um, as the holidays get closer... <laughs> we start to hit a different mindset, but definitely I think having that time because, you know, typically those USA state pageants happen like right after the holidays. So you don't quite get to fully enjoy the delicious menu that there is. And I know that not being able to travel um, during the pandemic for the holidays, um, I'm a total foodie. So I definitely want to be able to indulge in the food since I don't get to indulge with my friends or family. Um, and so having that extra time, like April, May, to work off all that extra turkey and pumpkin pie is definitely something I'm looking forward to. Oh, don't, Kelly, don't worry about that. Like, there's no way you're going to gain, like, you, you, most people gain five oh, pounds. I don't think you know how much pumpkin pie I eat. Okay. I know I'm an overweight guy. Okay. And there's no way. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can, but like, that's what they call water weight. And like, I'm just saying like, you could, you could eat 15 pounds and it won't stick on you. Like you're, you're young, you know, like you probably will gain five pounds and five pounds over the course of six weeks is very manageable to, to like, so like I would say, and totally indulge yourself because it sounds like you're very, very strict on your diet. And well, then I will eat an extra slice for you. Okay, good. I think you should because you're absolutely gorgeous, and I don't think you need to worry about that. I I was looking at your some of the headshots you were. I guess it was Cosmo um, that you had some of these photos, and they're great. And the ones that you sent for your your uh, photo that we're using for the title card. I mean, they're phenomenal. So, like, like, 
Oh, thank you. I mean, I think, I mean, what do you think, you know, this is just a hyper, this is just being really critical. What do you think your chances are? are you, have you decided, are you doing Virginia or are you doing DC first off? Um, so or do you I not have... want to tell people? So I haven't quite decided. I have residency in both. Um, I work in Virginia and I live in DC. Um, Can you technically so, do both in that case? Like, are, are so the rules say no? If they were um, like 30 days apart, I could, but because they're on the same weekend, I kind of have to make a decision. Are you serious? They're on the same weekend? They're on the same. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, it's the same director now. The same director. That's right. She. Oh. Oh, that's so disappointing. But, you know, it's only November and work is virtual, so I have plenty of time to move. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I would probably either do you're, Virginia or D.C. I, you're so evil, but I love you so much. <laughs> I, I love that. I love I love your huspo. I love your, like, go, 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 go attitude. Yes, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, you know, you wouldn't be the only girl and you wouldn't be the only person that I know that has jumped states. So if you, you got to do what you got to do to, to get your opportunity. So I, I think you should do everything you can. So. Well, if the paperwork fits, right? Yes, absolutely. Hey, if the game is, if the game's easy for other people to play with, then might as well you take your opportunities too. So it's not cheating unless unless you get caught is how I say it. And who says it's cheating? It's just playing with. I was like, it's not cheating, but it's just for around me personally, rules. my whole goal for USA is to represent my um, home state. And growing up right outside D.C., D.C. and Virginia are the places that are nearest to me. Um, and I personally wouldn't feel as fulfilled if I had one somewhere else that wasn't Virginia it, or D.C. So, But it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that critical. I mean, so hard if you went to sleep with that sash around your arms, you know. It's a pretty good tuddy, t uh, teddy bear, you know. This, this is true. This is true. Some food for thought on top of my pumpkin pies exactly. next week. Right. I have to, uh, because I, I saw your most recent title. I assume it's your most recent title was um, um, uh Cosmo is not Cosmo. Um, no, Miss U.S. Landscapes. Landscape, but what was the one previous with the black sash with the woven um, crown? Was that Cosmo? Oh, yeah, that one was Cosmo. That was Cosmo. I love their crown. I think that they're. It's their, a beautiful their, crown. Yeah, um, I I had the opportunity to interview one of um, the national title holders previously, and um, I always thought their crown was so incredible. Did you have the opportunity to do their national competition? Because I thought it was um, in Jamaica. Was Is that where the... So that's their international. Their international. So I, did not, I did not make it to their internationals. Um, so I competed last year, which I think is like their first year they had an actual um, competition. Um, so I competed at Cosmos last year. Uh, that was also cool. Their interview was pretty cool. It was like press conference style, so you could buy tickets to watch other people's interview. Whoa. So that was nice. I got to see my How mom. Did my you mom not actually got to that. sit in. That's an awesome oh, idea. I, that's an awesome Yeah, it was I love an that awesome idea. idea. My mom actually got to sit in and watch my interview, and that's the only area of competition she doesn't get to see. So that, that was fun. I actually think that's a cool idea. Now, for them, were you sitting then if you were at a press conference or were you standing? 
we were standing and there's a podium. You also started with podium. what I believe was okay. a two minute, um, a two minute intro, and then they ask questions. So it's more like presidential or or or, or debate style. Right, except you're not really debating with anybody. Right, <laughs> exactly. I just meant in the style. Um, um, but that's really cool. I love that idea. And then what? So you you you've done several you've done several um, pageants in the middle, and then your most recent uh, state title was Cosmo Miss Virginia. But then you also have a regional title currently right now. Is that correct? So I have a national title. Oh, you have right a now? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. You're fine. You, I'm, you honestly promote your Cosmo. I, I, please tell me what your national. Okay. I'm oh, so sorry. I, um, so I am Miss U.S. Landscapes International. Okay. So if you're familiar with the Miss U.S. International, I competed at Miss U.S. International this past summer in June. So also another pandemic pageant. Um, they also did an amazing job, but they crowned three titles. Um, there's the Miss U.S. International, the Miss U.S. Tourism, um, and the Miss U.S. Landscapes International. Okay, so they and, do they do the similar um, uh, with Earth where they do wind, fire, and water. As right, the, except all three of these titles go off to compete at an international pageant in oh. Asia. So I oh, will go well, off hello. to compete for Miss Landscapes International in China um, whenever China opens up. Okay. Whenever well, it's safe to go. And then Miss U.S. International goes to Japan and Miss U.S. Tourism goes to Malaysia. And so we got an awesome prize package. Britt Harrison, um, I don't know if you know her, she um, put together a great prize package. Our airfare is covered to go um, overseas to compete at these international pageants. So we are very excited. Um, however, how I got my title is a little bit different than how most people get their title. I was the first runner up. And so some people I know get so discouraged when they get first runner up. For me personally, just becoming first runner up was a really big milestone of growth for me in my pageant career. So I was already excited then. Um, when I saw who the final two was, me and the other girl, I had already known that she was going to win. I'm pretty good at doing my own pageant predictions oh, at this point. Don't ever um, do that. But, but, oh, that's not no, fair. but it's okay because I'm okay with that because. Okay. Um, but here's the most important thing that I'm getting from the conversation. You, your, your journey in life is all about steps. And it's it, at least in the pageant world that we're having this conversation. Cause it sounds like a professionally, it sounds like you're doing very well. You're, you're teaching, you're, you're, you know, you've done very well. It sounds like you graduated high school, uh, college and done very well. And you, you have a teaching degree. So you have to, you have had to have done very well f personally, but on your pageant, you'd st it sounds like your life has become these steps. Your first step was getting your teen state title. Then you got a state title. Then you got a state title as a Ms. And now you have a national uh, title. So these are all really major achievements. So that's really right. Congrat I mean, that's, I mean, Thank you. I know as um, contestants, of course, when we enter a pageant or a competition, we all want the crown, but I'm also a realist. Um, I know to make attainable goals to m for myself and how to meet those. 
So after I had won my state pageant, um, I noticed that I was there hasn't really been a state pageant that I've lost. Um, and then my goal after that, once I've secured a state pageant was, okay, when I get to that national or international, like if it's IJM, um, my goal was to make that like semifinals, that top 20. Um, so working my way to that goal, um, once I met that goal, of course, my next goal was the crown, but top five seemed more realistic. So making that top five, um, which I did at Miss U.S. International and made first runner-up. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. The Miss Landscapes Interna the Miss U.S. Landscapes International title holder um, decided to give up her title. And we all know the responsibilities as a first runner-up. I that was crowned the next Miss U.S. Landscapes International. That That's awesome. I mean, and that's why you... That's why you continue playing the game and, and working hard, you know, that's awesome. Right. And I think that goes to show that we always need to uphold ourselves with poise. I know there's so many times that we see some girls who really, really thought that they were going to have one of the crowns on their head. And sometimes you see them, they walk away after being called first runner up upset. But remember, just because you're first runner up doesn't mean that, you know, your journey is over. You know, you still have an obligation as that first runner up, because if something happens to the title holder, you become that title holder. So you still need to leave that stage as if you were the winner. I, I command, I command you. I, I applaud you for pointing that out because having a good, um, respect and not having a bad result when you don't win on that stage, um, knowing that you may become the title holder if something happens and the chances of that happening, you know, are pretty 50, 50. I mean, you know, anything could happen they could get married they could get sick and they have to or you know they they decide you know all all the whatever would happen you know normal things happen um so as i really applaud you for making and pointing that out to your sisters to you know be polite and to be respectful so that's very humbling to hear you say that so well thank you i think um you know, that's the reason why we get into pageantry is to be that role model. So even if it doesn't go the way maybe you planned, God has a plan and you need to. Oh, yeah, of course. But it also it's all about it also in those critical moments. It also shows your character when you can be gracious and and allow that person to um, have that moment and not to to be too jealous of that person, you know, Um so you 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 have that over over top of you um so either way you still have a big competition you know if you don't win usa you um at least are definitely going you said to asia to do yes, the, the china. That, china that's that's so exciting i know um, i've never been to china before either i'm an avid traveler so um I'm very excited. And I guess at this point, it could literally be any, it could be literally any time in, I guess, next year, right? So you're basically in a year limbo, I guess. Is that correct? Yes. Um, also, it could be virtual. I mean, I know Miss Earth oh, took no. the plunge and they went virtual. Oh. Uh, virtual is clearly not as fun because they don't get that China experience. 
Um, That's what I really hope that I really hope that you get that because there's something about getting to compete with people that speak other languages than English and getting to really go to another country. And I hope you get that experience. I hope that they just are being patient. I mean, they keep on saying that these vaccines are coming closer and closer. I mean, I can't believe we're at one vaccine that's at 95%. So, you know, just stay positive. Um, I, I'm confident you're going to be on that flight sooner than later. Oh, thank you. I hope you're right. My fingers are crossed. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Kelly. So this is the part of the show where I... um encourage my guests to point out or mention anything that we haven't talked about. So you have um, anything coming up, a virtual event that you're doing fundraising for, or there's a not-for-profit, or if there's anything like, I'm so sorry, I feel so bad. I mean, you definitely left the biggest story on, on the back burner, you know, so if there's any other hidden titles that we haven't talked about, please mention them and uh, give us some insight. Okay, so definitely I'm representing Miss U.S. Landscapes International. Just something I want um, the other young ladies listening to is because we're in a pandemic, clearly safety is first. Don't feel discouraged if there is a virtual pageant. Um, As someone who may have to compete in one and who has helped host a virtual pageant, there's still a lot of good feedback that can be held there. Um, because it's virtual, we're able to find judges or they're able to find judges that typically wouldn't be able to come to an in-person pageant. So let pageantry be positivity during this pandemic time. Um, I know that we're very lucky that most of them are hosted in Florida and they're a little bit more lenient. So you still get to have that camaraderie and sisterhood together. Um, I don't, I don't know. That was kind of like... No, no, no. I, 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 I always, we would keep going for a whole nother hour. Well, I mean, (laughs) I think, I think you have a great story and it sounds like the more I talk to you, the more you open up. So you know, I I would love for you to come back and when you have more to tell, I mean, I I would love to work with you and help you on your USA journey. So hopefully we can uh, work and, and I, we can help you actually win your USA title. And, um, if not, then we can help you win your 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 world title. World title. That's awesome to say. World yes. Title. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, maybe next time I'm up back here, I'll have a different shiny hat uh, yes. walking right off the USA stage, hopefully. Yes. I mean, I, we definitely want to help achieve that. And I hope my listeners um, are really appreciative of your time. And I really am so thankful that... Um, you took a little bit of time out of your day and, um, the most important thing is to always stay humble and, and to work hard. And clearly you, you achieve both of those goals. And, uh, if you're a teacher and you're, 
surrounded with young kids and you have to put up with that. You, you understand um, being patient. So I think you're going to do really well. Just believe in yourself and work hard. And I know you can do it. Awesome. Thank you. And the same goes to everyone else. Remember, it takes a village. Um, definitely setting goals for yourself, working hard is important. But those people around you, your support system, they lift you up too. I wouldn't have been able to have the opportunities um, that I have or been able to excel as far as I have in pageantry um, if it wasn't for my mom. But of course, uh, I call her my fairy pageant mom, Valerie Kettle at That's My Dress. Um, so make sure that you are thanking your village. Well, yeah, um, those those little components add up to be major uh, influences in life. So it's really important that we 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 point them out for sure. Well, I really appreciate you coming out and being on the show. And thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate always meeting new and incredible people. And you are such a, a diamond. Uh, we really are rooting for you. And I hope you achieve every single goal in life. I hope you have a great experience in China. And I really hope um, that you get your USA state title that you deserve. Because clearly you are working hard for it and you deserve it. I want to... Again, continue mentioning to our listeners, thank you for subscribing both on YouTube and iTunes. I really do appreciate it. I also want to continue pointing out to our listeners, please make sure that you sign up and get your vaccine and continue wearing your mask and continue wear, uh, being six feet apart and washing your hands and staying safe. I also want to point out that we also have our movie review show with my co-host, Ivan Carlos, as we talk about movies on this channel, as well as please staying tuned towards our upcoming podcast. As I've already mentioned, I have the opportunity to interview Miss USA 1997. So I hope you guys are getting excited for that interview. It's coming soon. Just wait and see. And as always, please stay tuned.